Hey Rat, how are you? Have you had a good week? Hope you've been uh, wiping your machines down after you and not doing any curls in front of dumbbell racks or worse still, in fucking squat racks. Not sitting on a bench for 25 minutes on TikTok. Anyway, let's get on with the pod. So welcome to episode 3 of the Perform Pod with me, Rhys Morgan. The title of this week's pod is The Shitness Industry. If you haven't quite noticed, what I've done there is very cleverly swap the word fit for shit. And the reason I've done so is that at the moment, the fitness industry, particularly on social media, is is full of shit. It's, it's like one of them, what do, they, what do they call them in the sewers? Fatbergs? It's a big fucking huge shitberg of shit. And it's just, it's festering and, and this shitberg is getting bigger by the fucking second. I'm waffling on you, you know, like a big, big waffle of shit and turd and fatberg, shitberg. Shit. This episode's going to shit. Let's get a fucking grip on things. But yeah, where were we? But yeah, the fitness industry's on its arse a bit at the moment, and that's largely due to social media and a lot of bell ends posting a lot of nonsense. And it's no wonder everyone's so fucking confused. Like, if I was just starting off now, I, I wouldn't have a fucking clue what to do. You've got one person telling you to do one thing, one person telling you another, one person selling you a fucking stupid fucking cup of tea that's going to make you shit yourself every two hours. What are you supposed to do, like? So let's get started with fad products. So I just mentioned one of them there. You fucking fit tea and fit coffee, whatever that is. Most of the time you'll see these products being promoted by Z-listers, so they're basically looking for a quick buck. They don't use the products themselves. Usually accompanied by, in inverted commas, a progress photo where you can pretty much go through a checklist on these. So in the first photo, it's shit lighting. in, the person's sticking their belly out, they're looking miserable, they're usually pale. And then in the second one, which is probably take... Oh, for fuck's sake. Ting. And then in the second one, which is probably taken on the same day, they're in better lighting, they're smiling, looking happy, they're tensing. And a surefire way of telling that they haven't actually taken the product is if they had, tensing as hard as they are in that photo, means they're probably going to shit themselves. Fucking messages coming through now, it's a fucking conspiracy here. So yeah, it's so easy to fabricate the progress photo, and that's even before you talk about these editing apps. You can literally, some apps now, you can literally draw a fucking six-pack on yourself, it's mental. So yeah, it's easy to be swayed, and there's a lot of people out there trying to con you, so you've got to be really careful. If I get another message through, that's Emily again asking what salmon I want for tea. Fuck me sideways. Ruck me sideways, great podcast, plug. But yeah, while we're on the topic of progress photos, even the majority of the average Joe progress pics will be exactly the same. So in the first one, they're sticking their belly out and looking miserable. Second one is in the good lighting, they're tensing. You can't be tensing in one and not in the other. You've either got to be fucking flaccid. Is that the word? Flaccid? Reminds me of penises. You've either got to be flaccid in both, or you've got to tense in both. Otherwise, it's not a fair test, is it? And it's not a marker of your fucking progress. So if you are taking a progress photo, make sure you do them in exactly the same conditions. And don't just pull your shorts a bit higher in one, or tense, to fucking confuse people. Because that makes you as bad as the rest of them. Well, not quite as bad, but it just it just pisses me off a bit, and it probably pisses a lot of other people off too. If I get another fucking ting, well, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lose my fucking mind. Oh my god, leave me alone! Fucking hell! I'm going to have to pause this, sorry. Put on mute or something, because it's doing my head in. Alright, sorry about that. We've we've cleared things up. I've we've selected the salmon. Emily struggles to read a packet on her own, so I've I've helped her out, and um, I think we've made the right decision. So we can all rest a little easier. We're moving swiftly on. Right, where were we? Progress photos. So generally, if it sounds too good to be true, it is. 
Although some of these products may give you results in the short term, which is largely down to the fact that if you're drinking juices or you're drinking coffee or tea, for that matter, you can just drink normal fucking coffee or tea and I don't have to have a shit every fucking 25 minutes, you're probably going to end up losing weight because you're on extremely low calories. But these type of diets are just not sustainable in the long run. And we're not going to get technical here. I'm not going to bore you on what it does to your metabolism, but just fucking stay away from them. It's an absolute load of shit. I tell you what else is a load of shit. My explore page on Instagram. So obviously your explore page is tailored to your likes and the stuff you like and the stuff you're interested in, apparently. I don't believe it. I just had another text by the Sam. I'm like, oh my Christ. Right, I've moved to my laptop now. That's the end of that. Let's get on with it. Again, I've lost my train of thought. This is driving me insane. It's just making me more angry. Christ. So yeah, my explore page at the moment. Obviously, one of my likes or an interest is fitness. And the fitness posts I get on my explore page are basically just people with their tops off. So it's abs, abs, abs. And asses, asses and their Gymshark leggings. And their fucking, what's the other one? Women's best. That's the, that's the latest one. Women's best leggings and abs. Most of them doing hit workouts. We'll get the hit shortly. For now, we're going to glaze over that. Now, I've mentioned abs. And everyone's idea of fitness now is you have to have abs. Everyone wants them. They're in your face, wherever you go. Any sort of fitness workout that goes viral is someone with a top off or someone with a with a decent rig in it, let's be honest. Now, Johnny Big Arms, with his six-pack and his, his big arms, smiling in all his photos with his top off, yeah, he might look happy on the surface. But remember, his Instagram page is a highlight reel. And you don't see all the shit he's got to put up with behind the scenes. Like I said, Johnny might look happy... But in reality, he's probably fucking starving, for one. Because he's constantly got to be watching his calories to keep his rig in check. He'd be feeling like a bag of shit. He'd be fatigued, probably not sleeping properly. His testosterone's probably low. His libido's dropped. He probably can't even get a fucking stiffy. And worst of all, well, debatable. I think not getting a stiffy's quite a a sizable issue. No pun intended. But worst of all, he probably hasn't got a social life, so you can't go for a cheeky Nando's with the boys or, or go out for a pint. Because he's got to adhere to his calorie target and make sure he doesn't go above 5% body fat. Now, you're really willing to give up all this just so you can fucking take your top off and tense on Instagram. And if you're a female, are you willing to give up stuff like your period and potentially make yourself infertile just to look good with your fucking rig out? It's a bit fucking mental, really, isn't it? And I don't know about you, but it doesn't sound too healthy to me either. There we go. If you're competing, you know, if it's if it's if it's your job to be a fitness model or you compete in shows, fair enough. A majority of these people will dedicate their whole lives to it, so they haven't got a fucking full-time job to worry about and a couple of kids at home and, and the stresses are there on their plate, so they can afford to spend most of the day feeling like shit. Do you want to get yourself to that stage? Fuck that. Anyway, in the world of Instagram. And TikTok, I've already mentioned TikTok. I'm, I'm not going to talk about it much because it just, it winds me up like it's absolutely horrific. Some of the fitness content on here. I think something that inspired this pod was something I saw on, it was actually on Instagram Reels, but it was from a, a TikTok fitness influencer. I won't mention her name. But it was, it was her top five exercises for fat loss. Now, even reading that title wound me up because exercise, when it comes to fat loss, exercise is not the most important factor by any means. But this this video, I thought it might have been a bit of a piss stick. I know James Smith did something similar a couple of years ago where he... It might be in the same title. It was something like his, his top five exercises for fat loss. He just says he was about to start each exercise. He'd just say something about a calorie deficit and exercise not being important. Now, I thought this particular female influencer was going down that route. So I thought, well, I'll, I'll give it a watch. It's only 15 seconds. How painful could it be? Fuck me, how wrong could I be? 
She's standing there. So first things first, she's got a mirror placed behind her, tactically showing off her ass. I'm sure it was a complete coincidence. Not. And um, she's smiling, doing the pose, doing the the standard ass pose in the mirror. Which is another thing that gets my tits. Like these fitness influencers, they might be doing an upper body workout, but they're standing there with their fucking ass in your face. Like, is that really necessary? No one's here to actually watch you work out. They're all here to look at your ass. And the sad thing is, you know it. So here we go, playing to your audience, I suppose. But anyway, this this particular video I was talking about. So my top five exercises for fat loss. So she's done the smile, she's done the pose, asses out, yeah, all looking prim and prim and proper. And then she goes into some fucking jumping lunges and high knees on the spot, squat jumps. So it's like, oh, for fuck's sake, here we go. And that's basically why you get on TikTok. It's just absolutely horrendous. And I I fear more with TikTok because there's a lot of kids on it and they're very impressionable. They believe anything they read on the internet or in, in a fucking 15 second video and they're they're being exposed to this shit content that's giving them some fucking horrific ideas about fitness which unfortunately are wrong there we go back to the point i was trying to make and that's that on social media you seem to be better respected as a coach if you're in good shape so unfortunately a lot of people will look at an influencer who's got a six-pack and think fucking hell they must be a good coach because they're in good shape. But in reality, a majority of them are fucking turkeys who've got absolutely no idea what works for other people. First and foremost, they're probably genetically blessed. So they're within this top 1% that they don't have to try too hard to stay in great shape all year round. I'm not getting away from the fact that they've worked hard to look the way they do. But just because they know how to get themselves into shape, they don't know how to help other people. And they don't know a lot about the science behind it. Now, some of the best fitness coaches and best strength and conditioning coaches in the world aren't in the best shape. And this is not down to the fact that they don't know how to get into great shape. It's more down to the fact they want to fucking have a bit of a social life and enjoy their lives and not live within this fucking Instagram bubble of 24-7 perfection. And the wild thing is a lot of influencers are not even qualified in fitness. Now, I've mentioned before, I think PT qualifications are too easy to obtain anyway, so you can literally go from knowing fuck all to six weeks down the track coaching someone through a a deadlift or a squat or giving them nutrition advice. And that's something I just find wild, to be honest. Because again, you may know what works for you, but until you've actually worked with people on the gym floor and had some experience in it, I'm sorry, but you're not really in a position to coach anyone. And some of the stuff you learn on a six-week PT course is just fucking... Well, it's borderline nonsense anyway, so... So, yeah, you're uh, you're up against it, really, when you're, looking for, when you're looking for good advice. And you're constantly faced with bullshit and people trying to con you. And like I said, if, uh, if it seems too good to be true, it probably is. And there's probably someone behind it looking to line their back pocket because a lot of the people out there don't give a fuck about you. Don't give a fuck about if the product they're selling actually works for you. As long as they've got money going in the back pocket... That's all that matters to them, unfortunately. And even fitness professionals are faced with bullshit. So most of the uh, the sponsored posts that appear in my feed are either another fucking topless hit workout or how I can transform my fitness business into a six-figure business in fucking six weeks with no clients just by following these four simple steps with some twat in a pair of fucking Ray-Bans has, again, got his rig out lying on a sun lounger in Ibiza with a cocktail in his hand. Fuck off, but You're just trying to fucking mug me off, like... And it's the same for you, unfortunately. You've got a lot of people out there trying to mug you off to buy their fucking shit products. Now, during lockdown, hit exploded again, didn't it? It went massive. And a lot of people think I've got a bit of a bee in my bonnet when it comes to hit. But as I've said before, hit's got its place in a well-thought-out training programme. 
Two or three times a week is plenty, and if you do it properly, it can be quite effective. So the problem I've got is not with HIT, it's with the people who promote HIT as being this magic fucking fat loss tool. Coincidentally, most of them are fucking tools. And yeah, during lockdown, that's all it was. Hit, 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 live workouts, six times a week. Fucking bonkers. Now, if you don't like hit, you don't have to do it. Doesn't matter what anyone says. It's not essential. And again, the problem is it's very easy to overdo it and end up injuring yourself or losing interest. If you're doing hit five, six times a week, think fucking three or four months down the track. Are you still going to be doing it then? Because it's not like getting up and just going for a walk. You've got to fucking psych yourself up to do that session. Because you know... It's going to hurt. And if it doesn't hurt, you're probably not doing hit. And if you can sustain five, six sessions a week in the long run, again, you're probably not doing hit. Because the clue's in the name. High intensity interval training. The number of videos I see people doing fucking burpees in slow motion or... Like, people putting wall sits in a hit workout. That's not fucking hit. That's not high intensity. That's one of the lowest intensity exercises you can do. You're just fucking sitting there. So yeah, most of the workouts are just, they're just circuit workouts, really. Hit. If you're not a high intensity, you're not doing hit. I'm sorry. Stop lying. But yeah, hit exploded again. And the massive coincidence is, for a majority of these, again, in inverted commas, hit workouts, because not all of them are hit. Most of them are fucking circuit workouts, let's be honest. But I'm not going to keep on about that. But the coincidence is that uh, on lockdown, a lot of people didn't have a lot of equipment. And for most of these hit workouts... You don't need a lot of equipment. Well, blow me down. What a fucking coinky dink that is. Now, a few people did very well out of selling hit workouts. I'm going to probably sound a bit bitter here. Because I am. I'm really fucking bitter about it. Nah, messing. But yeah, there's a few people did really well out of it. And um, one in particular seemed to explode during lockdown. I'm not going to mention their name on here. Mainly due to the fact that I don't really fancy having a, a massive lawsuit on my hands. Because... I can't really afford it. So for the sake of this episode, we'll um, withhold his or her identity and we'll just call them Bortney Cack. Now, my girlfriend mentioned um, Bortney Cack to me for the first time and asked me if I'd seen one of her workouts. Oh, fuck, I've just revealed her gender. Shit. But yeah, my girlfriend Emily asked me if I'd uh, if I'd heard of this Bortney Cack and whether her workouts were any good. So the first thing I did was have a quick look on Instagram. Yeah, going live every morning... Again, hit workout, hit workout, hit workout every fucking day. But she's getting great results, right? She's getting people exercising, they seem to be loving it. Fantastic, brilliant stuff. And that's what fitness is all about. It's about trying new things, finding exercises you enjoy, having a crack at them. So I haven't got a problem with that. But uh, I jumped on Google quickly and, and Googled Bortney. And a few articles came up and I actually screenshotted them on my phone. So um, the first one I clicked on was... Bortney Cack's top tips to achieve the perfect booty. Um, so this was three years ago, this particular article. But um, got a direct quote saying, Ignore the popular squat challenges. There is no way you'll ever get a Kim Kardashian butt by doing 100 squats a day. It doesn't make you magically grow a bum as a lot of online challenges will have you believe. All it does is burn some calories. Right, yeah, obviously that, that statement is 100% correct. But looking at some of the workouts on Instagram, there seem to be a lot of squats thrown in there and bodyweight squats especially so, so yeah a bit of a bit of a contradiction there and the uh, the next bit I scrolled down to was adding some hit workouts to your regime are great for cardiovascular health 
but you need to be lifting heavy weights and pushing your body to get that curvy hourglass shape. Again, absolutely correct, but Bortney seemed to be doing a lot of uh, a lot of hip workouts on her Instagram. So again, I was a bit bit confused by that statement. But there we go. She's she's done really well, and um, like I said, she's got a lot of people loving exercise who never loved it before, and I take my hat off to that. It's just again, I fear for the long term. If you're doing all this hit, this is going to take its toll on your body, and there's probably going to come a point where you, you get fed up and you hit that wall. Um, it's it's like anything really. So when the novelty wears off, it does it does become difficult. And and in my opinion, you're better off balancing things out a bit and being sensible with your training rather than going full tilt five six times a week. Sometimes twice a day. It's just a bit uh, a bit mental really and excessive. You know the reason a lot of these plans similar to the one I've mentioned get results certainly in the short term anyway. You put anybody in an energy deficit or a calorie deficit, same thing and get them exercising two or three times as much as they used to, obviously you're going to end up losing weight. It's just, again, looking at that bigger picture, you're not really looking at the long term. So I just advise you to be very careful and, um, yeah, look after yourself, basically. Don't overdo it. Don't be fucking stupid. But yeah, lockdown was a difficult one, because it seems like every PT in the world jumped on the bandwagon and started doing hit with their top off. And for me, I tried to stay off the bandwagon, because, like I said, hit's got his place in a, in a training plan, but... For me, it's about looking at the bigger picture with people, not just fucking transforming you in three or four weeks, and then after that, you're fucked, your body's a mess, because you've been jumping around your living room like a dickhead for a month solid. At the end of the day, I just don't want to con people. I think it's, I think as soon as you start selling yourself and going against the things you actually believe in just to make a few quid is, is morally wrong. So yeah, just be careful you don't get conned. And my last point is going to be about being careful who you follow. So if you're following someone with the perfect body who motivates you, fab, crack on, no problem with that. But if you're looking at this person daily and thinking, oh my God, this is so demoralizing, I'm never going to look like this person. The reality is you're probably not, because again, they're genetic one percenters. Instagram's a highlight reel. They've got professional photographers, professional editors working on their photos. And how they look on their Instagram feed is not what they look like in real life. And that's what you've got to remember. But if you're looking at these photos or these videos of perfect bodies and it's making you feel like a bag of shit, why are you following them? Get on your phone now, go to Instagram, and fucking unfollow them. Because all it's doing is dragging you down and holding you back from being the best version of yourself. The stuff that tends to go viral on social media are the extremes. So if you're following powerlifters, for example, who are lifting ridiculous weights, and you watch that and it motivates you, fantastic, again. But if it's got the opposite effect on you and it makes you feel puny and worthless, once again, why the fuck are you following them? This is a wild thing with society these days. Like, you've got the choice to follow that person. Just like all these people who are fucking ready to be offended by everything. If you're offended by something, like Ricky Gervais says, if you're offended, doesn't mean you're right in the first place. But you've got the option not to look at that thing or to watch that thing that offends you. And again, I'll use Ricky Gervais as an example. He tends to use the C word a lot, which some people get offended by for some reason. It's just just a word at the end of the day. Um, But what Ricky says is that uh, people offended by the C word would hear it a lot less if they didn't go around acting like such cunts. And I, I think that's one of the truest statements in the world, really. If the word cunt does offend you, then um, eh, you don't have to listen. That's the choice you got. Fantastic, isn't it? If you don't like listening to me, you don't have to. And this is the same with your social media feed. If you're seeing stuff that's making you feel worthless, you don't need to look at it. Unfollow it, and you'll be in a much happier place. 
Uh, that, that just about brings us to the end of this episode. Got a fairly decent rant there. Once again, big thank you to everyone who's subscribed, shared the pod on their story, left a review. Really appreciate it. If you haven't done so yet and you're enjoying listening, don't just fucking come up and tell me, oh, I listened to your pod the other day, but it was, it was fucking awesome, fair play. And then do nothing about it. Leave me a review, like. Chuck it on your story. It takes you two seconds. Do, do. Uh, yeah, that's, that's about it, I think. Um, thanks for listening. Still haven't got around to getting any special guests on, but it's only a matter of time. So stick with me, and uh, I'll catch you soon. You can fuck off now. Ta-da.